0: Today on podcast by the Bay.
1: As we look at the problem and what's really happening in society, we have individuals who are the catalyst for these mass acts of violence in our society.
0: Our new series entitled Discussion Meetup, where we bring forth a panel to discuss the issues of the day. And today's issue is gun violence.
2: Every single one of them was planned out. Before they actually executed. So, what made them decide to plan these things out? And I think it comes down to what we're valuing. Do they value lives, or what exactly are they valuing?
0: In a live recorded broadcast, all on today's episode of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com. And in conjunction with Liberty Realty, Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs, www.liberty-realty.com. Remember to subscribe and download our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. And now, another podcast by the bay. All right. Welcome to Podcast by the Bay, and we are excited today. We are excited to present a new series, and it's part of our discussion about solutions. And we are calling it the Discussion Meetup Solution Series, and this is where we actually bring people together and we actually talk about some of the issues that are going on live. And we record this directly for the podcast. So today's Discussion Meetup Series is going to be about the gun violence And the recent shootings that's happened in Florida and all the other uh, occurrences that have been happening uh, over the last years. And it's just, it's time. It's time we have a discussion about some of the causes and we're going to talk about some of the solutions. So, sit back and you're going to enjoy this. So, check this out. This is going to be part one of a two-part series on gun violence. Oh yes, and I do want to highlight who's going to be on our discussion panel. We have, of course, myself and Patrick, and we also have one of our previous guests, Chelsea Bonini. And as you know, she's an attorney, but also she's she's on the school board. She was previously on the school board, and she's also a parent. And she was before she was an educator, so she has a lot of experience with the childhood and the, and the development. And you're going to hear a little bit more about some of her perspectives. Also, we have Carla Carla Maggie, who's uh. She's a health educator. Um, she has a master's in uh, health education, uh, a minor in child psychology, and just somebody who has a really good perspective about what's happening. Also, we have Alvin, who's one of our think tank and discussion meetup specialists. Who, uh, he's a data specialist. He's a statistician, has a master's in statistics, and really brings a lot to the table. So with myself and patrick we are happy to present our panel and we're looking forward to this episode of podcast by the bay and so before we get into the discussion we're going to showcase a, a interview we did with our local high school student and their view on the gun violence and some solutions very insightful check it out and then we're going to get right to the discussion stay tuned hey we're live on podcast by the bay here we're here with sebastian who's a high school student and after this gun uh, shooting, this uh, massacre in uh, Florida, we kind of wanted to talk to some of the kids kind of growing up and kind of really get some of their feedback. And so, Sebastian, just as a high school student, as somebody who is coming up, what do you see the biggest issue right now in regards to guns and and what is happening out there?
3: I think that the biggest issue currently is education education in the kids early on. If you see people that have guns in their houses and things like that, and they don't educate their kids about it, they don't teach them how to use the weapons, they don't teach them what they're used for, they don't teach them when to use them, then things like this happen where you have people dying because of uneducated people.
0: It's a great point. Um, also, have you heard about some of the other teenagers that are actually Speaking out uh, for change. I mean I've seen different yeah. things and what do you think about there? Do you think that they're going to be able to help help change?
3: I think that They will be able to help change if enough students do it I've seen one posting about a group of students that are going to be walking out of class on X day just to stand up for gun violence and what's going on in schools these days
0: so in the future what do you want to see as far as our society? How, how should our future look? What would be a good reality?
3: I think that a good reality in our future is just to have either people that are educated about guns having guns only, or there just being no guns at all. And there just being zero kind of ability, availability for people to take advantage of these weapons and use them for bad.
0: So I think you kind of highlight a couple points. One is the accessibility and also is the education. Both, I think, are are good points. So with that, we'll thank you for your uh, insight and just uh, feedback. And uh, best of luck in school. All right. Take care. We'd like to thank Sebastian for his insight. And it's actually interesting when you hear the young people, when you hear talking to them, they actually have some good ideas. They actually do have some good ideas. So I think that. We actually have to listen to our young people. We have to hear because they're speaking from the heart. They're speaking from the soul. They're speaking truth. And a lot of times, our society, we don't want to look at the truth. And so that's what we're going to get down to right now in, into our discussion. And so we're going to bring it together our panel of people that we're going to talk about this issue of gun violence. And we're going to get down to it. So I really hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Stay tuned.
4: Okay, welcome to Podcast by the Bay. This is Andre.
5: And this is Patrick.
4: And we are here and we are live Podcast by the Bay. We're doing a live discussion. This is a new concept we're working on. It's a part discussion, part think tank. Uh, we're bringing people together to actually talk about the ideas. And we have a wonderful group of people. And um we're excited today. So that's that's what this is about. We're we're gonna take some of the discussions that people are having at work, they're having uh at home, and we're gonna bring people together and really discuss some of the ideas. So with that, I want to introduce our panel. Um my name's Andre. Uh I um I currently work in uh, healthcare, but um my background is in music and data and um I really enjoy working with people as far as bringing people together and really discussing ideas as far as almost like an idea generation or think tank. So, uh, myself, Patrick and Alvin, we've been able to participate in different, um, discussion meetups, we call them. And, uh, this is kind of, we're kind of taking this concept or we're going to kind of bring it to our lives, to our podcast. So that's kind of what we're doing here. I want to introduce Alvin who's a, a master's in, uh, statistics as well as somebody who's a, uh, Expert in data analysis and data visualization, as also his uh, work in tech and healthcare. So, welcome, Alvin.
1: I'm Carla McGee. Uh, I actually have grown up in rough neighborhoods, um, and I've worked in rough neighborhoods. Uh, probably, that the most challenging was working in South Central LA and Watts and Compton with uh, teenagers. Um, As far as my background, I have a master's degree in public health, also nutrition and health education, and then I have uh, three other degrees. I never stopped going to college. (laughs) So as uh, Andre said, I do have a minor in psychology, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, us looking more closely at some of the causes and issues as it relates to gun violence. Thank you. So uh, I'm
6: Chelsea Bonini. Uh, I'm a mom. I live in San Mateo. I have a 9-year-old and a 13-year-old. Um, I used to be a teacher, and I have a d- degree in elementary education and psychology. I'm now an attorney. I have been for about 17 years, and I work in the area of business law. Um, and I just uh, was a school board member in the Mateo Foster City School District for the past four years. So I have a little perspective on the what's going on in the schools right now, and that's about it.
5: My name is uh, Patrick. I have an undergraduate in social work and probation. Um, i I, I worked in the real estate industry. I'm a real estate broker with about 30 plus years in real estate. Um, I also f- have a master's degree in business and in education. Um, I taught kids with special needs uh, and I still teach kids with special needs. And I'm also, uh, like Andre, an activist and trying to get the uh, solutions out there to some of our challenging problems in society that we've somehow neglected
4: sounds good patrick so i think we're able to get started here so i think one of the things is we just had this pretty horrific event recently with this uh uh, the shooting at the at the school which in florida which is all over the news it's everywhere um and so i think looking at the data looking at the the reality of what's what's happening i mean it's pretty evident i think everybody can agree that there's some sort of change is needed we are at a place in our society we are at a time when it's evident that things are just not working as they are and these occurrences these shootings these these mass shootings the, uh, this this happens over and over and over and there seems to be this cycle process where, uh, people get upset and then they demand change and then the politicians reviewed it. And then it kind of goes back in this, and it's like a cycle, right? So I think everybody can agree that we're at a point that we need change, right? We, our society, we are not doing something that, This keeps on reoccurring, right? We're not doing anything to prevent this in the sense that it's occurring over and over. So I think with that, I think, and before we can actually answer how we get to that change, what do we need to do to make that change? I think we actually need to look deeper. And I think we need to kind of understand what exactly is happening and really understand it and dissect that. And from there, we can actually get to how do we make that change and what, would, what are some nice practical solutions. So I guess let me start with you, um, Carla. I'll go ahead and
1: uh, reach out to you.
4: Yeah. And so what exactly is happening in our society? I mean, and how, how do we really get to this point?
1: You know, Andre, as you were talking, you used the word mass mass shootings, you know, it's mass violence. You know, as we look back in time, we. when I think of mass violence, I think of wars, you know, one, you know, gang going against another, one, you know, part of the country going against another or country to country. But now, um, as we look at the problem and what's really happening in society, we have individuals who are the catalysts for these mass acts of violence in our society. And as I I think of, you know, what is happening? um, I think part of the problem just as I observe it, there seems to be a tolerance, a tolerance for it. You know, um, I was just, uh, I had Googled a couple nights ago, what is, you know, the rate of school shootings look like? And I was surprised, you know, in the last couple months, There have been a lot of school shootings, uh, and some of them have not been mass shootings, but guns are very prevalent in society. And uh, so what's happening? As I think of youth today, it's not just the youth, it's just even adults. There seems to be a greater sense of stress, depression, anxiety, suicide, uh, I saw some statistics as far as youth. Some of the top health problems we're seeing are those things, especially in high school males, especially. Suicide, depression, and stress and anxiety. And um, if we don't have a place where we can, I'm going to say unload that, cope with it somehow, um, I cannot imagine how one can, could really survive very long.
4: Well, that's some great insight. And you, re- and like, I guess other other people on our panel here, do you guys feel similar as far as, you know, what do you guys see happening? What, what do you see happening in our society that's where we've become to this point? I mean, I think Carla brings up some wonderful points. Our people are people at the point that they just, they're just, they just can't take it anymore. They can't control themselves.
5: Um
2: this is alvin i I kind of think that it also stems from our value system and what we actually value and what we teach kids to value um, because it um I was just talking to my friends um not too long ago about well where where do our values come from right? We have different sources of values. it comes from our parents, it comes from our friends, it comes from our teachers it also comes from our environment and Depends on what we teach them, that determines how they're going to turn out. Um, But, of course, there's another factor, uh, which is themselves, right? So it's not just about external environments that influences how a person acts um, or even what they decide to do, because every single one of these violence, they had to plan it. Every single one of them was planned out before they actually executed so what made them decide to plan these things out? And I think it comes down to what we're valuing. Do they value lives or what exactly are they valuing? And I, I think a lot of things that was stated, it, it, it makes sense. Um, but I think we need to also look at how, uh, what are the values that we're teaching? Because, yeah, tolerance is one thing. But how we like if we value tolerance, then what else are we tolerating? And then how long will that last?
1: You know, Alvin, when you were talking, as far as it's something we teach, I, it definitely, I think that is a big piece of it. But I was thinking, if you take an animal and it's cornered, it can be a very gentle animal. But when you corner an animal, it will attack you and i'm just wondering with human beings if circumstances arise in our lives and we are cornered and we can't find a way out is it possible we will resort to violence
4: i i i actually i actually agree with that and i mean just i think that there's two things you actually bring up carla so one thing is that i think if we're in an environment where we are pushed to that point, I think anybody is going to react. Now, how we choose to react. That's where I think the question becomes where is it, why are we at a place where it's just so easy to go grab the gun and solve the problem, right? We are, it's instead of actually communicating and having enough sense to, to work through the problems in a logical way to actually work with people and communicate, I think we've lost communication. We, we just pick up the gun and solve the problem, right? It's about solving the problem, controlling the situation, and really taking what's going to happen, right? They, they, they just, they want to take ownership of what's going to happen and it wants to be their way. And I think that's where we're at as when I, when I see these kind of occurrences. Um, uh, and, and so that, that's what
5: that's, that's how I see it. Yeah, <laughs> Andre, you bring up a good good point. Um, I did a little research in, on the mass shootings that we've had in the last 35 years. They said 97% of the killers had, had all their guns legal. They were legal guns. Um, wow. So I think uh, they, that's a very amazing statistic. And a couple of other things they kind of highlighted, highlighted is the perpetrator took the lives for at least four people. Uh, the killings were carried out by a lone shooter. The shooters occurred in public places. Perpetrators who died or were wounded. We included a handful of cases known as spree killing. but one of the major things that that irritates me the most is that we put it on television so much, and that somebody that is on edge, like you guys are talking about, want to be a copycat they 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 have no sense that the gun is actually uh, going to kill somebody and and they have no sensitivity. Um, I don't know whether it's because they've had many years of, of mental illness or they've had many games of playing uh, uh, video games. Um, there, there, there's probably a lot of consequences because of the way we have isolated ourselves with communication uh, with our children and especially with people that they may have some mental challenges. And I know Chelsea could chime in. We have really failed immensely in our school system to really have available. Uh, uh, Counseling uh, because of the schools have been cut back. So I think when somebody's on edge, um, we really need to be alerted to it. And uh, obviously, we've seen with a lot of the mass shootings that the gun, the people that even on this last one, they had the guns legal. This this gentleman that, that committed this last atrocity, he had a couple legal guns and a couple illegal guns. So why would an individual in society? Why should that individual? be even having close to a firearm the the other amazing thing um and i I kind of regress a little bit and talk about 1963 and 68 when we had the assassinations of jfk martin luther king and robert kennedy those were those were either a rifle or a pistol uh and what what had happened there is let federal legislation pass to ban mail order guns who would think 50 years later the issue we're dealing with is assault rifles. When the state of California got aggressive on the assault rifles, we brought crime down tremendously, especially uh, shootings and stuff like that. I think everybody remembers the 101 California spree where we had disgruntled client to a law firm that went in with an AK uh, weapon and went in there and, and killed quite a few people. So I think we need to deal with that assault rifle. The assault rifle is is in the hands of the wrong people and it is a legal weapon in a lot of states.
6: I'll just chime in a little bit, thanks Andre. Um, I think you're absolutely right that one of the main, one of the key issues is the fact that these guns are readily available and the laws aren't you know supporting the restriction of that. Um, But back to the original question of you know what is happening, um, just sort of going back to um, Uh, childhood or educational perspective, a lot of these people who are doing these things are these kids, um, teenagers, uh, oftentimes, you know, they're they're people who it seems as though I wouldn't go so far as to say that they necessarily have um, a mental health issue, but they're somehow upset, right? They're angry, they're disenfranchised, Mm -hmm. perhaps, and likely, um, just as this um, uh, last shooter, probably have some sort of trauma in their life and so these are things that um, are really um, hot topics and not, not in a good way but that we are talking about in the schools right because we're talking about trauma informed learning these the kids when they're very young they have a lot of things going on that cause them to to potentially you know be upset with with the way things are in their lives or their foster children. One of the statistics that's very striking to me is that foster children um, 70% of the time end up in prison. That's a really sad statistic um, that as school board members and members of the community, we're really trying to understand how we can do a better job at supporting those kids. So, um, you know, I think that the base of it is systemic in that way.
5: Well, I think, you know, Chelsea, you bring up an extreme uh, good point. Uh, Most of the mass shooters are men. Uh, and I think we right. we really have to quantify that that uh, there's only like a two point three percent are women shooters so we 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 have some kind of some kind of uh, evaluation some of the 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 uh, early diagnosis of some of the mass shooters were uh, early child abuse uh, and they were uh-huh. also abusive to their their partners too there so there's some some issues, emotional issues uh, um, whether it's their family upbringing or their relationship with their mother or their relationship with their father. So I, I, I think somehow there's some abuse here uh, that, that maybe if we caught earlier, that maybe that one person that uh, that was ostracized and angry and upset with his mother or his father is not going to take it out on other students or other you people. Don't, Patrick,
4: Patrick, I want to interject real quick. and. Uh, There's there's not a lot of talk about mental illness as an underlying cause. And this is a big, I would say, one of the main points as far as the the proponents for gun rights. They say it's the actual mental illness. Now, I I think, Carla, you had a point regarding kind of mental illness and really some of the, what is really happening. You know, is is that really a cause?
1: I, you know, I think as someone had mentioned earlier, I don't think I would label this. unacceptable behaviors mental illness i mean in some cases absolutely you know as we look at what the issues are and you know what's giving rise to this uh you know what i'm seeing is yes there's social isolation yes there's trauma and and yes it seems like you know when i was working in the in 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 the prisons uh these people in the prison you know they they surveyed a lot of the people in the prison what they found out the majority of them had a very traumatic uh, event right around 9 to 13 years of age, inevitably. And uh, and others, um, the biggest thing, if you want to use a word to label, what is the biggest issue here? I would say rejection. You know, this, this uh, young man who I heard, I didn't hear it on the news, and I, I'm assuming it's correct, I don't know, but they said, you know, he was given up. His mother gave him up. Okay, you had a mother, but she, if I were a child, the communication there is, you don't want me. What's wrong with me? You know, there's a lot, oh my goodness, rejection is, I think, you know, in psychology, that was one of the biggest. If you want to destroy somebody, that's that's one of the worst things you could do. And, and you know, as I, just looking here, our value system, our communication. You know, you bring, you, you,
5: if I could interject, for yes. you bring an extremely good point. Um, the perpetrator on this one, his mother had just died.
1: Exactly. The and, one who gave him up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no closure. None.
5: Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Talk about so an emotional
1: I, baggage.
5: Right. I think you're right. I mean, I think that really hangs into it. He was, that might've put him over the edge.
1: And no friends, but one. Right. I saw, right. but one. Uh, right. and you know, isn't it interesting <laughs> on We saw a video clip of the attorney. His public defender is what? A woman. Isn't that interesting? It's a woman, Caucasian woman. And, and she was kind of comforting him as, you know, they, they, they showed him on this video clip. Um, and it was and another thing I, I caught my ear when I was watching some of these video clips. I was curious to see his behavior. And uh, there was this one clip and his comment was, this is going to be fun, you know, right before he went out to commit this act. Uh, it's all so convoluted. It really is. And um, how do we improve communication? Well, you know
5: what? You know what uh, one thing, I, coming from past experience as a probation officer and working with kids, not necessarily that did mass killings, but stole cars and robbed mm-hmm. and loved people.
3: Yeah. One of the
5: things when you talk with them, exactly what his behavior was, they were thrilled with the excitement of what's going to happen. Even if it's, if it's not proper, it's just, they're like, wow, that's their rush.
1: It's something. Think about it. You have no friends. You don't have parents. I don't know that he really had any siblings. I, I've heard he didn't. He was, you're all alone and you're, you're a teenager. And, and how long has this been going on? And with our culture and society, we have Key Latch kids. We all have our Facebook. We, we text, we don't, do any face to face talking and you're left. Can I ask you a
5: question? This, can I ask you a question? This is really a fascinating because of your background experience. I think because we have all the social media, these kids are much more fragile because everybody picks on everybody, whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on email or whether it's message sender. So I, I feel that these. Last two generations are extremely fragile emotionally, mm-hmm. extremely fragile. Very but so. I, 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 don't, I don't know anything to, to quantify that. What would your opinion be?
1: How to quantify how fragile someone is? Just look at the movies, look at the music, look at the lyrics. Okay. You know, Black Panther is coming out. I don't know if you've seen it. I saw some of the clips. Our whole society is a reflection not of just the what's happening with people who have violence we are i think we are all guilty to some degree why so the reason i say that uh and i'll be the first one to admit it i am so consumed by my work that you know i've just i'm being pulled in a thousand different directions i do not speak to any of my neighbors i don't have time to uh, you know, we just, none of us have time. <laughs> and I mean, these, these poor, you know, people who have needs, personal needs, it's like, it's like, I'm sorry. You know, I don't even have time to talk to you the phone. I just text them. You know, it's, well, you know, it, it's, sad. It, it's sad. It's sad. It's so you sad. Bring
5: up, you bring up such a good point. I don't know how many of us, and probably most of us have been in a restaurant where mom and dad are texting and the kids are playing video games. There's no exactly.
4: communication. None. There's no
1: communication.
4: The, 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 the communication, the communication is 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 definitely, it's changed. And I think us, I think people like myself and Alvin, who grew up, still in the world of, um, you know where you actually had a community, you had to deal with your problems. And we actually had to embrace the technology at an early age, right? We were one of some of the the first early adopters. I think that um it, it's pretty evident that it, our world has completely changed. And, and I think that while we're more connected in a social environment, as far as social media, we're less connected than ever because we don't even communicate. So I think that, yes, yeah, these are all wonderful ideas. I think you guys have really brought the, the underlying factors really to to the forefront. I mean, I've, I'm actually learning a lot, just listening to everyone. Um, so I, I guess we we, we, don't, we have a little bit of time left, so definitely want to get into some solutions and really, um, you know, how can you really prevent... I yeah, time yeah. and I, one thing before sure, you go yeah, to sure.
6: the solution. Sure. I just wanted to yeah. answer one of Patrick's questions um, as I heard it. Um, and that was regarding social media and the impact of that in terms of... Um, uh, you know, how, not just the communication, but the impact that it has on kids. When you know you're dealing with kids in the normal, you know, in the 70s, 80s, even the 90s, when you're bullying, you know, kids are bullying or they're bothering each other. Um, the statistics on this, and through the different organizations that work with the schools, are showing that the instances of cyberbullying are extremely uh, high first of all, and they're very impactful, much more than you could uh-huh. do face-to-face ever. It's, it's, um, it's unbelievable. Um, so that is something that we have to take into account and then just sort of partnered with that. On top of it, you're feeling very isolated because you're being potentially you know, cyber-bullied, but you're by yourself in a room with your phone, yeah. right? So You're yeah. feeling isolated as well. So I think that these factors from a psychological perspective, from a social perspective they're really making a big difference um, in a negative way, you know, for these kids. And so we're, you know, parents, we're trying to get our kids off their phones more, you know, uh, time, time without that, time talking to their friends, um, trying to get them to be more social, even though they think they're being social. So sorry to it's no, no, no. time on
1: that. So many things in the environment supports and actually promotes the very behaviors that we want to shut down
5: hmm hmm Good point. Good point. Very good point.
1: Well, you know, I want to
5: interject one thing that I thought was very interesting, that a lot of the people that work for Microsoft or Google or Apple, the CEOs and managers, send their kids to a school in Palo Alto that has no computers. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating?
1: Do you know why <laughs> they do that? They out,
5: you know, they found out that they, that they became prisoners of their computers, their cell phones. I, I, I think that they realized that they became out of touch. And I think because of these instruments, and you know what, because of these instruments, some of the uh, young people that are, uh, that are, are, have some challenges, whether it's um, violence or, 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 or problems in their family lives, um the, phone or the computer is an exact way to express themselves, just like this young masked guy uh, came out in his internet saying he wants to shoot everybody. So he was crying for help. Um, And, you know, I know that they had a psychologist trying to work with him, but still he dropped through the cracks. And, And I don't know, I don't know why.
0: All right, well, I hope you enjoyed part one of our discussion panel highlighting the issues of gun violence. And if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to us, podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Also, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcastbythebay. And you can contact us on our website, www.podcastbythebay.com. All right, so next up will be part two on our next episode, a podcast by the Bay, where we really focus on solutions, and this is a very good one, so I really hope you guys uh, enjoyed this one, and I know you guys are going to enjoy the next one. All right, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.liberty-realty.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. All material is property and copyrighted by Podcast by the Bay, but does not necessarily reflect the views of Podcast by the Bay. For sponsorship opportunities, please contact us by email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Stay tuned.